Hello and welcome to A Journey to a Self-Discovery. I'm Sofia Damova, your host, a published author and a creator of a revolutionary transformational tools to catapult you to mega success using my holistic approach. In this podcast, I invite you to come with an open mind and a receiving heart. I will be sharing with you my journey from a big dreamer with not even knowing what my purpose was to where I'm now, running a successful global coaching business and helping women from all over the world do the same, reach their full potential and expressing themselves through business. I did so by discovering who I truly was and integrated the knowledge into everything I did. This is when the magic happened. Come with me on this journey and let the inspiration you get from it ignite those sparks within you so you can awaken your inner superstar and shine brightly. Welcome to episode 51. And today my guest is Alison Rothman, who is the founder of Embody Life, and she's a body-centered holistic coach. Welcome, Alison. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. How are you today? I am well. I am well. It's morning here. So uh, in Colorado. In Colorado, it's morning. So it's been a little bit of a chaotic mom morning, but uh but I'm excited to, to dive in with you. Yes, let's do that. Today, we're going to talk about the everyday real life movement as medicine to achieve true embodiment. So Alison, tell us, tell us your story, how it all started. I know you've been practicing for like two decades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how it all started. Interesting. Well, you know, I grew up as a dancer and developed a uh, debilitating eating disorder pretty young age that carried me through, um, carried through in high school and college. And um, while I was in college, I found yoga. And yoga, so I was, you know, probably about 20. And uh, yoga just became this path of self-inquiry into my body in a way that I had not been able to experience up until that point. And so I feel like there was like a, a shift in that moment of, oh, this is what my body feels like. It, there was this peacemaking process. And, and from there, you know, I was still very sick. I left college. I ended up in a uh, holistic treatment center for eating disorder recovery and really got um, the experience of healing and how it was, how it felt to heal from all avenues in a very holistic way. I had, you know, movement, I had yoga, meditation, um, art therapy, group therapy, nutrition, herbs, flower essences, uh, nature, um, you know, they really, really body work, energy work, acupuncture. Um, so I really had, and so I was 23 at that time. And so I really, um, had the opportunity to feel myself and to feel all these feelings that I had been avoiding and numbing and stuffing for, you know, my entire life. And it really gave me this experience of what true embodiment feels like and what true embodiment is. And yes, it's definitely, you know, we can access it through movement, but it's deeper than that, you know? And so 
my journey has been this constant exploration really ever since. And um, so, you know, I, I don't know if you want me to keep going. <laughs> I could keep going, but. Um, I was just wondering when you mentioned and you say true embodiment, what does it actually yeah. mean? Because for, for somebody who never heard of embodiment, what does it mean, true embodiment? Yes. Is it a feeling? I love your, I love your accents so much, by the way. Uh, embodiment, so beautiful. Um, so, you know, to me, the term embodiment has become very overused. And, um, <clears throat> you know, being immersed in this world for over 20 years, to me, embodiment means this, there's no, there, we are one. There's no gap between who we are and how we're moving through the world. So we could be, you know, injured or physically debilitated or, but we can still be embodied because we are connected to ourselves. And, you know, I think so often we think of embodiment as you need to be in really good shape and be this fluid mover and be, you know, super like, um, you know, empowered in this aligned way, but on the physical realm, but it is much, much deeper, you know, it's gaining the capacity to sit with ourselves when, you know, uncomfortable things occur, when, when uncomfortable sensations come up, how can we stay integrated in ourselves? And then, you know, how can we move out into the world in a way that is in alignment with our true embodied selves. Does that make sense? sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think I would describe it the same way. It's it's about connection to our true self, right? It's exactly. how connected we exactly. are. And yeah. yeah, so tell us about the, do you have any morning routine or any special routine which derives from yeah. your practices? And how does how do they help you in everyday life? Yes, yes. Yes, to me, the morning practice is key. It's essential. Um, I'm a uh, full-time single mom and have been since my son was one. He just turned 13. I can't believe it. But about nine years ago, you know, I was, you know, like I said, I've been practicing yoga and meditation for decades, but, um, you know, to actually sit in meditation every day is a whole other realm, not just to dip in. And about nine years ago, I, I felt like I was drowning in life. And I declared that I, I'm getting up five or five 30 every day. And I'm going to meditate before my son wakes up because I have to, it was like survival. And so that practice has stuck with me. And so now I get up at five or five 30, I meditate for between 20 and 30 minutes. And then I sit and I write, uh, I draw a card, you know, I burn sage. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, you know, and then I sit and I write morning pages and it is to me essential in staying connected to myself. Does it mean I always am connected? No, I, you know, I was just saying it was such a chaotic morning. I felt completely ungrounded, mm -hmm. but I did get up and do my practice. And so there. Before I have that reference point, I have that point of anchoring myself in midst of the chaos of the days. Um, so, you know, anybody I work with, I am like, the morning practice is key. And I personally like to be awake minimum, minimum of an hour before my son, but really an hour and a half is kind of my golden, the golden window. 
Okay. And what about movement? Do you practice yoga or do you have like a special practice or routine apart from the journaling and meditation, which is like totally yours, you know, like <laughs> something you probably help your clients with or in that yes. perspective? Oh, yes. We are talking about movement in this podcast. Movement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, not every morning am I able to get to my mat before my son wakes up, but movement is intermixed throughout my days. And that is, um, I have to get connected to my body. And so sometimes some mornings it's 10 minutes of getting on the ground and stretching. Sometimes I just do some organic fluid movement in my living room. You know, sometimes I turn on music and I dance. Sometimes it's while I'm making breakfast for my son, I'm just getting, you know, dropping into my body through my breath, through movement. But over the years, I have learned that I have to get creative with my times of being able to move my body. I am a mover. There's no question. And not every day can I do a full-on practice. Not every day can I get out on my hike or my run or my, you know, do, um, you know, you know, do a yoga, a yoga practice or whatever. But I know that I need to carve it in and get creative. So I, I'm always like, how can we do movement in our everyday lives? It could be five minutes, you know, in between clients. Sometimes I'll turn on a song and dance and, you know, or I'll get on the ground and stretch and breathe and feel myself. So to me, it's like, if you, you, you work with what you have, you know, and that's the premise of my business is how can we embody our lives exactly how they are. And that means sometimes we have to intermix our practices into the crevices of our lives. Yeah, especially being a single mom, you said that helped you a lot to um, go through the day and perhaps it had a huge influence on your life in general, right? Yeah, yes. And you know, and I've been practicing yoga for so long that it's in me, you know? I mean, my son, when he was little, we used to go to the park a lot, like not anymore, but he used to, you know, he'd be like, my, I'd be over there practicing yoga while he's running around, you know, he's like, oh, that's just my mom, like doing yoga, you know, so I am constantly squeezing it in wherever I can. And I feel like the practice lives so deeply in me that even if I don't get to my mat for five days, I still am able to embody that, that way, you know, embody that, um, that, that fluidity that's like from, that I'm moving from in my core. Okay. So I'm trying to understand here, like when you work with your clients, what, what yes. they would come to you with sort of what sort of problems they would come to you and how you help them exactly? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a whole host of things, you know, I mean, I definitely specialize in working with women, primarily um, addictions, eating disorders, um, life transitions. I have a lot of women coming in midlife. I interestingly have a lot of women coming who are in their early 20s, um, who are, you know, mm -hmm. which is when I really hit rock bottom. So, you know, I have a special affinity for that age. But even in their 30s, you know, anybody who feels disconnected from themselves. And I really, you know, my background is in somatic therapy, various different ways. So somatic is body, body-centered. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's therapy 
I call myself a coach because that's what I have my master's degree in, but I studied uh, dance movement therapy for years and years. And so, you know, I work with them on a very somatic level, but there's talking, you know, we're talking, but I'm also getting them to drop down into their bodies. And, you know, my offering of various different holistic practices to really help support them to, to drop in to themselves and to create the changes that they need and want to in their lives. So, you know, trauma is another big focus of mine. Um, and every client is different. You know, everybody needs different things. And that's why I feel equipped to handle pretty much anything because I've got so many different tools in my in my tool bag to draw from to meet people. Sometimes, you know, somebody needs to get up and move, move some energy, move some emotion. So I encourage that, you know, sometimes it's just about sitting and learning how to sit with the emotion, sit with the sensation, track the sensation. And, you know, sometimes it's a guided meditation to get them to be able to drop into that and articulate what is actually going on for them you know getting people out of their heads and into their bodies while simultaneously not necessarily rehashing stories but getting into the present moment so we can keep moving forward you know while simultaneously extracting ourselves from the past makes sense it's beautifully sad <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, it just resonates so much with what I do in a way, like the practices, the total energetics reboot, like everything you were saying, all the elements you were just mentioning at the very beginning. It was like, oh my God, it's like, it's so close because these are the same tools we're using, slightly different, obviously we adapt them and we sort of take them through the prism of our experiences, our life, you know, everything we've been through, right? That's why yeah. you attract uh, women who specifically had some problems with um disorders eating disorders and because you can relate to that and you can help them with that absolutely, absolutely. Also, i noticed you're doing retreats is it something like a big part of your business tell us more i've never <laughs> been to a retreat so quite curious to know more. Never been out of no. you know pre-covid yes i was running a lot of retreats um both you know weekend retreats elsewhere and i was doing day retreats locally um I have, I ran one in August um, and I have one coming up in July. And to me, so the retreats are, it's so much more than a yoga retreat, you know, and I call it a wellness retreat for lack, lack of a better, you know, term, but they're really rites of passage. You know, they include yoga and movement um, and dance and meditation and mindfulness and sacred women's circles, bringing women together in sacred circles, a huge passion of mine. Um, magic truly, truly happens when we are able to be seen and heard and witnessed and, um, you know, in our truth, in our, in our pain and our struggles and our joys, all of it. Um, self-reflective writing, organic food, uh, nature, you know, all of it. And, uh, and just having that, that group connection and, it, you know, removing ourselves from our day-to-day -day lives. Mm -hmm. So I retreats, I feel like, are such a gift to give to ourselves. And, you know, so many women think of it as, you know, extravagant or, you know, kind of like in excess. But 
they are the ultimate reset button. And I've started doing slightly longer ones because it really allows people to drop in, you know, and to, to become so far removed from their, their day-to-day lives that they can listen to all those inner voices and, uh, you know, of truth and, and, and empowerment and what need, what they, they actually need as opposed to what society's telling them they need or their children or their partners. And, um, you know, in my experience, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful enhancement to our healing journey. So when you say you're doing them longer than you used to, mm-hmm. what does it mean? <laughs> I would know. Is it five days, 10 days, 20 days? <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for be able to do that. No, I can't do that yet. I can't leave my kid that long. But, you know, most people really love the weekend retreat. And what I've started doing, rather than it be a Friday night to Sunday morning and only get one full day, I've started it Thursday nights to Sunday morning, giving, you know, three nights and two full days. And there's something so powerful happens and at the end, you know, by that second full day, um, the group is super close. You know, people have gone through the emotional waves and come out on the other side. And um, so, you know, working with and working with what we have, doing, you know, if all you can do is a weekend retreat. This is just a very manageable and doable mm-hmm. way of dropping deeper in than just a traditional weekend retreat makes sense and it's all in colorado right so in colorado well right now yes but you know i again pre-covid had started doing research on you know i was starting to launch retreats in costa rica and new mexico and mexico and I just have had to kind of put the brakes on things a little bit, um, but I'm I'm definitely hopeful that that is going to um, become a reality, you know, and I, I want to be doing week-long retreats, et cetera. But there are a lot of work to put together, um, super rewarding, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, especially given the climate of the world right now, I'm just being very mindful and slow in how I'm I'm offering those. Yeah, makes sense. So the next one is in July, still happening. Yeah. It's July. It is happening at uh Joyful Journey Hot Springs oh, in right. uh in Colorado. So Okay, so yeah. someone listening right now thinking, oh my God, this is exactly for me. You know, I love everything what Alison's saying. How can they find you, Alison? <laughs> I love that. They can find me on my website. It's embodymylife.com. And I am fairly active on Instagram uh, and I'm at embody underscore life. And, you know, if you want, I would love to connect. You know, I I find that it's best to have some face-to-face interaction. So Zoom, Zoom is beautiful. So I do offer a free 20-minute clarity call that, um, you know, I can send over the link to add to the to the show notes to make it crystal clear yeah, for people to find. Great. We'll do that. <laughs> and, yeah. And um, you know, there's so many different ways of working together. Um it's through the coaching, but you know, I also run a virtual women's circle that will relaunch again in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I was so resistant to this particular offering 
doing a circle on Zoom, because, you know, mm-hmm. but then COVID happened and I was like, well, we got to do this. And it's been incredibly powerful. I've had the same group uh, for a year and a half and we're taking a break at the end of this month. Um, so that's another opportunity for people to uh, connect from anywhere. Thank you. That sounds amazing. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience, only women here, they would find it very helpful. And um, I'll put it in the notes as well. Thank Thank you, you. Alison, for sharing. I think um, it's really, really interesting what you do. And I can relate to absolutely everything you say. And Mm. um, yeah, retreats is something I never tried. And it's been on my list of like sometime in the future. (laughs) Maybe not right now, right this moment. I'm moving in the next few weeks, so we don't even know where we're going. So it has to wait a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's huge. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being on the show. It was oh, a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's a pleasure. And, you know, it's just so, I think that, you know, COVID's been such a damper in so many ways, but it's also really brought people together from all over the globe. And so I'm really, really grateful to be in connection with you.